the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Financial food for thought. Carrie, Carrie, did you steal my notes, Carrie? No, I didn't touch your notes. I'm not ready to go here yet. How are you doing, Carrie? You all ready I'm to doing, go? I'm doing all right. Okay. Yeah, so you found Financial Food for Thought. You got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. And I gotta tell you, we got some very important economic data this week, Carrie, right? And do you feel like a torn dollar bill? Meaning, is the inflation getting to the point where it is affecting you? Mm. Because we got inflation data this week, Carrie, and I can sum it up in a four-letter word. It Which one? was <laughs> bad. B a d d b a double d. It was bad. Okay. I was going to say I did notice. When I was coming to work one morning, that the gas prices went up from like by me. I usually don't get it there, but I pass a gas station three eighteen to the next day was three thirty eight. I was like twenty cent jump in a day. What's yeah. going on? Well, you know it. So and it, it's back to the old fashioned when bad news is bad news. Remember okay. for a while there, bad it was news was good, good news? news, and good news was bad news. It's now this was bad news, and it was bad news. Okay. All right. Um, so it, the idea here is, if you are building a financial model and you're trying to say, or you you have to make an assumption on what inflation you're going to use on your future expenses, right? You may, if you have not done it yet, go ahead and build your plan R. Okay. Now, what is plan R? So in, in estate planning team lingo, 
plan A is your base case scenario, right? Which Mm -hmm. is working. In other words, you built a scenario that says, hey, you're in the ballpark. If you retire, if you haven't retired yet, you're putting the stake in the ground and when you're going to retire. If you're already retired, you know, know, you're making other assumptions for retirement income. If you're getting a pension or Social Security, you're going to annuitize an annuity to create your self-pension, something along those lines. And then it's the your nest egg, your investment nest egg is fills in the spending gap, right? And so you make assumptions about what your investments are going to be earning, right? And how much risk you need to be okay. But and that's so that's plan A. And so you're not done with plan A, by the way, if mm-hmm. you don't have a plan that's working yet, right? But plan R. Once you have plan A done, we say, well, okay, what about plan R? I mean, what if? Take off the rose-colored glasses. Right. And what if things turn sour quicker than what you're thinking? Right. In other words, higher inflation for longer. A market downturn. Uh, a, a recession. Right. Are you in the soft landing camp? Or are you saying you're in the Cassandras who are saying there's no way we're going to get out of this without us? By the a, way, did you see there's a movie coming out when I thought about you when I thought about the Cassandra it's some new Marvel movie about a, a paramedic that has like these spider powers named Cassandra. Or sir, she can predict the future. I thought about you when I saw that the other day, by well, the way, Mark. It's an old story. Right? <laughs> right. It's been told a few centuries. Um, but yeah, so and for, if you're new listeners, you don't know what we're talking about. Cassandra is in Greek mythology, right? She was the right. human princess, the beautiful human princess that... Um, Apollo, right? Right, got cursed her. Yeah, Apollo wanted to win her favors, so he gave her the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but then when she didn't return his favors, he cursed it by saying, right. well, I've already given you the gift, but I'm going to add a little addendum to it, meaning no one's going to believe you anyways. Right. And so she went her whole life with these famous prophecies of doom, no one believed her, and they all came true, right? right. So, so, well, there's certainly headlines with prophecies of doom. I that, mean, you don't right. know, and that's the modern day definition, right? When you see the shock lines that are calling for the recession, is what we right. were just talking about. And there's certainly a lot of Cassandras out there, right? Right. Um, and right. and the thing of it is, with that building the plan, are you know, for some people, it's going to change their retirement date. It's going to change their spending. It's going to change what their plans were. Other people, even if we run a plan, are it's really not going to impact. It'll definitely decrease their net worth, but it's really not going to affect their spending. Their net worth may not be growing quite as big, but it's not going to change their ability to have the lifestyle they want. But now they know if that worst case scenario happened. Right. And right. It's, it's the idea of saying it in a weird way, any economic downturn that's happening here in the short term, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you run out of money next year, right? Right. It just means, in a weird way, the the nest egg is going to last as long as you mm-hmm. were saying. So, in other words, okay, well, how many years does it shave off? How bad of a plan are you building? Right. Meaning, how many years on the back end is it shaving off? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you have enough cushion in your plan A? That, you know, again, because although there are some clients who they want to plan spending the last hour and the last day, right. most of our clients don't. You know, they don't want to cut it that short, no. even if we're planning to age 100, right? Or, right. Or 95, or do I hear, you know, 100. But 
the idea is, okay, so that's what the Plan R is trying to do. It's saying, okay, Plan A is lasting to 100. Um, okay, Plan R, oh, it's only lasting to 98. Well, Mark, I think I'm still okay. Right. I don't think I can, I don't think I need to go back to work right now. Right. Or I don't think I need to cut out the, you know, the, the river cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, yeah, it may mean, you know what, you can't do that. 10,000 travel for the next 25 years. But maybe you could do it for 18 years. There you go. And then after 18 years, let's see where your net worth is. Right. Well, actually, you shouldn't wait 18 years to revisit planning. But, no. You know. <laughs> but, but, but the idea of the, the, the model is that it, nothing sneaks up on you, right? Right. Um, so anyway, so back to the bad data. Okay. Um, CPI. Okay. Um so we can talk about headline. We can also talk about core, which excludes food and energy. And we can talk about the annual, you know, annual over the last 12 months, or we can look more recently and see what it's done over the last month. Mm-hmm. The last month is a more of a trend that's happening right now versus the 12 month, which right. is kind of annualized. So how did it come out for January? Well, all right, so the experts on a headline was looking for annual year-over-year of 2.9%. Okay. Okay. Came in at 3.1. Now, granted, 3.1 was better than how it ended the year in December over 12 months, which is 3.4. Okay. But they were expecting to get into the two-handle. Okay, well, it's just going down a little slower than they expected. How about the monthly? Okay, Okay. so the monthly came in at 0.3% increase, worse than the previous month of 0.2. Okay. Okay, and the street was looking for 0.2. Okay. Okay, So headline missed, both on annual and 30-day. All right, Um, how about core? And the adults in the room always look at core. Now, a lot of people say, well, Mark, why I, Why would you exclude food and energy? Well, because energy has, look at the Middle East. There's a lot of stuff going on that we that we can't control. Yeah, look at the price of eggs, how right. they go up and down. But, it, but the point is, uh, they say that because they're saying, because headline is always so much larger than core. Well, core has been larger than headline for the last year, Carrie. Okay, and I don't it hear depends. a lot of I don't hear a lot of people talking about right. that. Right, it depends what's going on. Um, so yeah, so core um, excluding food and energy is worse than headline. Okay, all right. Um, so the street annualized was looking for three point seven. It came in at three point nine. Okay, so core annual over the last twelve months is just under four percent. Headline is almost a point lower, about 3.1%. Core has been worse than headline for over a year now. Okay. Um, Now, the the month over month, okay, that came, you know, Street was looking for a 0.3% increase. It came in worse, 0.4%. All right. Um, So four for four, Carrie. Okay. But it's not horribly worse it's just a little bit oh it's bad okay, okay. because let's look beyond cpi so okay. so um have you heard but is it a blip have you heard of supercore no that's a new one okay um and this is what the federal reserve is looking like right looking at right now okay and so what is supercore about okay um well without getting too into the weeds um Well, let's see if I can find something that I can summarize here. Um, all right. 
it's it's more looking at like services. Okay. Okay. Um, so. It, one of the problems with CPI is that shelter is up high. Okay. Okay. So, and, but Carrie, does a rising shelter cost, meaning rents or trying to get into a new house, a new mortgage, is that affecting you right now? Absolutely not. Not affecting me either. I refinance when rates were really okay. low. I'm, I'm good. So I, so that's when it says, well, I don't know if that's really affecting a lot of people. It's affecting a lot of people. It's but a, it's also it's, not affecting a lot right. of people, which is why people aren't moving. Okay. That's a whole other. Uh, right. So the, uh, but, but when you, so, so one of the things that the Federal Reserve is looking at right now is let's exclude. So not, not only let's exclude food and energy, let's exclude shelter. Okay. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, let's exclude goods, energy, and shelter. Okay. Because we know the goods have been coming down. Right. What we hear is that the services inflation, right? It's it's the um, it's the cost of labor. You know, it, it's that idea that um, it, you know, it, it's the middle class. It, it's the middle class of service. You know, because a lot of this country is is service oriented. It's not so much goods oriented. Okay. All right. Um, and it, it think about you know, and so if the services, if if that sector. If that inflation is going up, right, that's a problem because that gets into the labor and 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 we talk about the you know the the the, the labor price spiral and, and right. all that right. So so what has Supercore been doing? Well, okay, so Supercore ending of the year December year over year was at three point nine percent. Okay. Okay. This January year over year, 4.4%. Okay. That's a bigger jump if you're looking at okay. super. That's And on a monthly, so remember what we were saying on monthly on the, the core CPI was, you know, 0.4%. Um, the headline CPI was 0.3%. Super core mm-hmm. month, 0.9%. Okay. So more than double. Okay. Um and so that was not good news for the Federal Reserve. But is it just a bad month? Well, there is some talk about that, that January, there's a lot of price adjustments. The holiday, I guess everything, you know, involved. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and you, I, I don't have to, you know, you've all heard Chairman Powell say, we don't make decisions on one month's data. Mm-hmm. It's a trend. You know, they're, they're looking for trends. They also don't act quickly. But they've also been telling – he's been telling us for three years now there's got to be pain. True. And, and you know, now um, to get it – you know, to get it back. All right. But so that's super core. So, so, so far we got headline was bad, core was bad, mm-hmm. and super core was bad. Okay. We're not done yet. All right. Okay. Um, have you heard of the – Medium CPI. No, I have not. I feel like they're just throwing more out there. Okay. I mean, so what's the purpose of all? You know, well, it's it's just it just it's a way you look at things and try to get as much data to say, are we being hoodwinked or not? Well, and here's the other thing. I know you're going to talk about this, but it comes down to what choices you're making. For some people, do you change your buying habits? Do you change 
right. you're doing to accommodate. Like I'm going to go cheaper just because, well, I'm a cheap person. Um, I'll pick, you know, some people we have clients with travel, like going to the same place every year and they say it's gone up because that's the type of vacation they want. Me, when I'm pricing a vacation, I'm going to say, okay, if apples, apples, I, I'm picking the cheapest week, the cheapest, the best deal that I can get based on. So when we're building for our clients, some people will be more affected than others because it's their buying habits and what they're willing to adjust and not. Sure. But it's also, again, we're talking about building a plan R. So if you're saying, okay, maybe I should be, because now the data is saying maybe this inflation, we're, we're not done with it yet. Right. Now, I'm also not going to the conspiracy internet, you know, that says it's double digit inflation, right? Forever. No, we're not going there. But what is median CPI? All right. This comes out of our own Cleveland Fed, Kerry. Okay. You know, Loretta Mester, the president, and they do it differently. Okay. All right. So um, so here's their website. We calculate the median CPI and, if you want to get really into the weeds, Kerry, the 16% trimmed mean CPI. This is, a little, is this getting a little nerdy? Okay. I'm okay. confused already, but. All right. Okay. So the median CPI is the one month inflation rate of the component whose expenditure weights is in the 50th percentile <laughs> of price changes. What? So they're, they're trying. I need, I need a, I, I need a chalkboard with okay. a formula. So just, yeah. If you're thinking of a chalkboard, you're thinking cut off the both ends of the spectrum. Right. Oh, you got the bell curve you're talking about? Yeah. You, 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 let's concentrate on what's happening in the middle. Okay. All right. Um, and then the 16% trimmed is even more like that, is a weighted average of one-month inflation rates of components whose expenditure weights fall below the 92nd percentile and above the 8th percentile. So chopping off the ends. Okay. All right. Um, why do they say is that a benefit of using that measure? By omitting outliers, you know, small and large price changes, and focusing on the interior of the distribution of price changes, the median CPI and the 16 percentile trimmed mean CPI can provide a better signal of the underlying inflation trend than either the all-item CPI or the core CPI. So, Because it's basically taking out either extreme. Right. Um, so how has that been doing? Okay. And it's a four-letter word. Bad. Oh, I was going to say something. Good. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, I was not thinking you were thinking it was okay. going to be good. I was. Gonna, I thought you were going to throw no, a curveball. No, it was in. a bad inflation report, Carrie. Okay. Um, all right. And you saw the stock market go down on that day. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, now, so the median CPI. Okay. And I could. I won't go back too far, Carrie, but... All right, so it ended. Um, it ended the December at four point nine percent, and it's still at, it's, it's about four point nine percent. So it, it's it's where a CPI is at three point one for the month, right? Um, yeah, it's at four point nine. Okay. Okay. Um, that. That's ugly. Good. All no. right. Um, so you've got now, all of it is bad. Okay. Um, and maybe it's just a bad month. And maybe it's just a bad month. Um, I, you know, and I think the, the Fed Chair Powell already said that there was going to be no rate cuts in, um, you know, March. Right. Um, May, I don't know. Maybe off the but then, that, But then how about some other data? So retail sales. Bad report. 
Well, you well okay, okay but so, aren't retail usually down in January because people did holiday spending? Well, typically, maybe. I don't know, maybe. Um, so retail sales fell by 0.8 percent. The street was looking for only a 0.2 percent decline, biggest drop in 10 months. Um, everything was down: building materials, motor vehicles, uh, in-store shopping. It all down. Okay, um, so right now Wall Street is pricing in an 82% probability that the Fed will cut rates not in March, not in May, but maybe in June. Okay, okay, by June. All right, um, so you know, but remember, there's a lot of data and a lot of things can happen between now and end of even end of March, right. And one Wall Street executive kind of summed it up. The retail sales tumbles much more than expected as consumer continues to find itself under more pressure from spending and sticky inflation. Okay. See, is, and this is maybe is the pain that we still have to go through before we can say right. that the, the, the soft landing has been achieved, meaning can they get inflation down mm-hmm. without causing a U.S. recession? Now, meanwhile, you had the S&P 500 hitting new highs all week. Okay. Um, so what's up? So I, I, so maybe a lot of people are not paying attention. Is that a good argument that you can't time the market? <laughs> like, <laughs> you think? All right. But, you know, but I, I don't know. It, it's, it's the, uh, yeah. It, well, and PPI, we also got the, you know, the, the producer price index. Carrie, how would that part go? I'm just saying it was bad. I was going to say, yeah. It was bad. I I was just hoping one of them would be good. No, it was bad. So that'd be just kind of a... It was bad. (laughs) All right. Um, Now, so... But it's an interesting story. You know, part of the tool we're keeping our eyes on is AI carry, right? Oh, now. yeah. And I don't uh, I don't like that. And is AI going to take over all, all the world? And sure, AI, of course. That's I so think creepy. It is going to take over the whole world. But but maybe not in our lifetimes, but maybe. I don't know. Um, but, you know, part of the, the problem with the AI robots is, um, you, you know, that... They uh, see. They believe what humans tell them. Right, garbage in, garbage out. It's input. Humans, whether you verbally tell them or uh, yeah, it, it's like when you're doing uh, tax software or anything. It's only as good, or you're doing a symptom checker online. It's only good based on what you're inputting and what information you're giving it. Right, because whatever information you give it, it thinks you're telling the truth. Right. But, you know, humans, you know, see, humans have had thousands of years of evolution, right? Right. So we no longer believe that humans don't lie. Or don't always, maybe there's things they forget, you admit, maybe an important factor. And I think that's the human thing saying, ask. It's like when someone tells you you're, they're fine and you know they're not fine. Right. We have a keen, <laughs> we have a sense, right? Right. People have their tells. Sometimes we call it a gut feeling. Right. Or people have their tells or you get, you know, someone in a relationship for a long time, you know, the things that you yeah. know when they're off. So we've have, we have this instinct, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the robots don't have that yet. Right. Okay. Um, see, so it, it's, it's, they haven't learned the lesson that, you know, kind of like, you know, we, we all, humans all know if something sounds too good to be true, it, it probably isn't. Correct. To see, the robots haven't learned that lesson yet. Right. Okay. But they will. <laughs> maybe. Down right. the road. Right. I think not. maybe they did a little bit this week, Eric, because did okay. you see this shock line? 
Lyft, you know, Lyft, the ride carrier. Right. Lyft shares jumped 67% in after hours trading. What? <laughs> now, that certainly is an eyebrow raising. You know, what caused Lyft shares to go up 67% in after hours trading? That makes no sense. All right. Well, it's because of the bots. Okay. Because during the day, the Lyft was giving their earnings release. Okay. All right. And they sent it out over the wire. Okay. Right? And one of the lines of the earnings report, when they're giving all their data, was they said that um, that EBITDA, you know what EBITDA is, Carrie? No, I don't. I, don't I can remember. EBID, uh, earnings before, in, uh, earnings before, uh, Interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Okay, it's a, okay. It's a geeky Wall Street stat Okay, that, that, that determines whether you should be buying the stock or not. Okay. EBITDA, right? So it was, um, so the, the earnings report for Lyft said that the EBITDA was going to be up 500 basis points in 2024. Wow. That's 5%, for those who don't know <laughs> okay. the basis point. Well, one, you know. well, in actually, it was a little clerical error in that print. Okay. They're, what they wanted to say was it's going to be up 50 basis points, not 500. Okay. So it wasn't going to be up 5%. You mean 0.05%. It was going to be up a half a percent. Okay, right. But what do you think the robots heard? 5%. And what do you think they did? Bought. And how quickly do those robots buy? Faster than any Blink human an get right. Blink of an eye. So the robots, when they got that info, and these are those, you know, they the the you know they they they're based on this is what all this IA trading is, right? Um, it's just based on algorithms that these supercomputers look at data and historically and and make trends and trend analysis and all that. So they see lifts up five hundred basis point in EBITDA, boom, buying frenzy. Okay. Now, the company caught their error pretty quickly. All right. I think it was five minutes before they came out. But how much was bought in those five minutes if well, you're talking about? It was up 67%. <laughs> That's a lot of bought shares. <laughs> so, so it went when the, so when five minutes later, when the company came out and said, oh, sorry, we made a little mistake. We meant 50 basis points. Right. Okay. It, the shares already bought. Now, uh, uh, some of the robots had immediately, you know, realized that the humans lied to them. So they had to sell. So they gave about half of it back. But, okay. You know, you know, again. So that's just an example of why the robots and the AI may be a little bit <laughs> far off yet from taking over the human world. Get us going. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 between 9 and 10. We are a financial radio talk program, and we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is an affordable fee-based Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm. We are known for helping people in the greater Cleveland area for more than 37 years. We help people through unbiased objective analysis. What we do is build custom financial plans, help people with 
analysis on different issues that they can face in their financial life, whether they're still working or you're someone in retirement. We do the comprehensive planning and build these models um, and show people possibilities. I talked last week of things that are realistically possible in your lifetime, whether it's spending, and that means different things. We give clarity to people of knowing um, when they can retire, knowing what they can spend, knowing how to use opportunities in the complicated tax code and avoiding potential traps down the road and anticipating potential problems, helping people with cash flow. Um, We don't do the investments. We do look at assets in terms of how much risk are they taking on? And and when we're building a plan model, if people can do all the spending they want to do and we're basing it on a conservative growth rate, um, then we say, then why are you taking on more risk than necessary to do all the things that you want in your life? And looking at that, and we coordinate with your existing investment advisors, whether you... Um, have one already in place. If you have a company plan, you know, um, we can look at those things. Um, we don't care if you work with someone else or do the investments on your own. That's not what we do. We look at all the pieces and parts of uh, someone's financial life. And again, I said we've done it more than 37 years. We are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. You can read our reviews on Angie's List, the Better Business Bureau, and Google. We do offer a free No obligation, no pressure consultation. We do it by phone or in person. And we do it so we can see if our process is appropriate for you, if we can help you. We have both hourly and comprehensive retainers. And when we work with someone, we're helping them through, you know, we do the information gathering and analysis and we base recommendations on detailed analysis. We not we know not everyone's a numbers person, but we always have the background. And then we also make sure things are implemented correctly and follow through. And I think is probably the most important thing too, is when you're doing something, was it done and was it done correctly? And um, if you want to take advantage of a free consultation that we offer. Again, we do that by phone or in person. You can call the office, leave a message. We will call you back on Monday if you leave a voicemail, or you can email us through the website, um, which is financialfoodforthought.com. The website has, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter that has articles from some great publications. Um, there's no cost. You There's some um, calculators. You can contact us for a free consultation and you can listen to previous shows. If you're not listening every weekend, you want to go back, there's a link to our podcast. So um, visit the website, call us for a free consultation. If you want to know more of what we do and what we're about, call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly. We are co-owners of the estate planning team. So here's a Cassandra. It's hotter than expected inflation data, casting some doubt on the market's expectations for Fed rate cuts. Want to bring in Mohamed El Arian, who, of course, is chief economic advisor at Allianz and president of Queens College at Cambridge University. Smart guy. Uh, Mohamed, how much tougher is it going to be for the Fed to cut rates at this point? I think it's going to be as tough as it indicated earlier. Um, we're not going to get more than three cuts this year, and we're probably not going to start this cutting cycle until June. The market had gotten carried away. <laughs> and yesterday, a relatively small miss in 
numbers that are very sensitive to seasonal adjustment created this outside size reaction. And it just shows you the extent to which the market had gotten carried away without much critical thinking about a very soft landing, many cuts starting early. Okay. So, so Mohammed I learned he's, he, he's, he's been a Cassandra for a while, but there's other Cassandras out there too. Uh, here are just some of the shock lines. Is a recession imminent? Um, the Fed's leading indicator, which hasn't been wrong since 1966, is saying yes, and that's the inverted yield curve, which we still have. Okay, um, the Goldilocks scenario for the economy is looking more likely. Here's one in the other way, right? Okay. So they, they think um, and would see the stock market. So there's a uh, outlier. Um, here, stay away from U.S. stocks. Expect the AI bubble to burst and brace for a recession. <coughs> Jeremy Graham, that's obviously a Cassandra. Um, are we headed for economic ruin? Real, oh, geez. Real estate expert explores the escalating crisis of the credit card delinquencies. All right. So there's a, there's a lot of Cassandras out there. Um, three major companies announced major layoffs this week, Carrie. Cisco, you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Morgan Stanley, you've okay. heard of them. And Nike. I heard Nike, yeah. Okay. Um, I've com- heard they were laying off. Yeah. Commercial real estate is in big trouble. Um, the problems may have had, uh, may have major financial fallout. That's another shock line. So again, these are all, you know, do you believe the Cassandras? Do you, are you in the camp that's saying, no, everything is good. Consumer is strong. Um, Bidenomics is working. Um, that's funny. Sorry. Well, what is what is President Biden getting? He's got some explaining to do uh, at, at his State of Union address. I don't think he can explain. He's gonna he's gonna explain with a prompter or somebody talking and, in his ear. And, and speaking of the state, well, I don't think he he he's not going to use a well. He's no one's going to speak in his ear. He may, he'll be using a prompter. And by the way, since when is the State of the Union address not done? I mean, why is it so late now? It, I mean, it's not till I think it's scheduled for March seventh. That is late. I mean, historically, I'm going back to like Washington. Right. It's always always been like January. Like, get it? Like the beginning maybe of the they, year. Um, maybe they had to prep him. You know. Well, and, I, and, I doesn't think clearly. I mean, and 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 so for the first whatever how many presidents, it was always and sometimes it was late <laughs> December, like getting ready for right. the new year. So it was either late <laughs> December or January. It's different this time, Mark with <laughs> Biden. And, and then it was like, and then maybe some in February, but it was in February. It was always like in does the he, first couple. Really Realize that maybe March is in January. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was like then it was. If it was in February, like like Obama. I don't think it was ever. I think it was always a January. Um, Clinton maybe had some February. Trump was early February. It was like not like February twenty eighth. It was like February second, right? You know. Uh. Um, but all of a sudden, Biden, March seventh. Mm. Well, he's got some explaining to do. We'll see, you know, and we'll see if he can. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll just I won't watch it, but I'll watch the like goofy clips after where people are talking about his mistakes and things, stupid things he said the day after. Yeah, so it, it's just that idea that how conservative or and it's not even well, conservative. I guess we always talk about your assumptions and your model. You keep two parameters in mind: that it's conservative and that it's realistic. Right. Um, and they're not always the same thing. Um, for example, we were talking, you know, at some point, sometimes over the decades, one of our clients will say, well, they believe in the the conspiracy inflation, right? You know, and, right. Well, we don't hear uh, we don't hear hyperinflation anymore, anymore, do we, Carrie? 
No. No. Because I think, hyper, I think hopefully hyper, everybody realizes that. But that's when things go wrong is that people take it to the extreme. And remember, journalism and writing anymore, it's getting you to read the article. It's getting no. you to click on that. Because I don't know how many times that's why I, I, I skim the inner you know headlines and then I click. I'm like, that's not what it was. Like, they just worded in a way. Right. And I'm like, not even. Cause the sh- they, that's why I call them shock lines. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. We they're, go, they're, we go yeah. to extremes. They're not even true headlines. They're shock lines. They're just there to shock you. Right. It may, you know, and and you hear that all the time. The writers of the stories don't write the shock lines. Right. The, their bosses do. Um, but, you know, but anyways, it, it's the, uh, it, it, so, it, but if you, you know, we've had clients over the years say, well, I don't believe the CPI or any of that, Mark. I, I believe this conspiracy out there that's saying that inflation is really twice what they're telling us. Okay. Well, I can. We can do that for you. I'll certainly, if you want to run your plan based on ten percent inflation for the next thirty years, I'll certainly do that for you. It's not going to look very good. You might not be too happy with it. You might have to extend your retirement date a bit, or really cut spending, even if you're already retired. But I will run it for you, right? And it and it, it'll be conservative. But I don't know how realistic that is. And that's the same thing on growth rates when we had. You know, people are worried about a recession. They'll say, run a uh, 2% growth rate on all my assets. We've had some people ongoing forever. Well, that's not real. That That's right. fine. We can show you that. Right. But because it's you your may, plan. You may feel warm and fuzzy that we're only running your plan at 2%. But if you still got 80% of your money in the stocks, you haven't done anything to reduce your risk. Right. That's the disconnect. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and that w- and and we saw that a lot in the Great Recession. I was going to say, and the converse: if you want to plan run at a five percent growth rate, but you've parked everything when we had low interest rates in cash and CDs right. and money markets when they weren't even paying one two percent, running a plan at five percent and really your assets aren't even growing at that doesn't make sense. So, what is a way that maybe we we you know running a plan are for our clients carry? Well, one would be inflation for longer, higher inflation for longer. So, I don't know when the Federal Reserve they're still saying their their goal is to get back to 2%. Now, we never use 2%. Most of our clients never wanted to go that conservative. Or I mean that they wanted to be more conservative than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you were just saying for a lot while there, though it was so low. That's why you know clients, you know that they, they were ahead of plan because even using three percent inflation was overstated mm-hmm. um, for many many years. Um, but we also, when we build a plan, we may be using multiple inflation factors based on the characteristic of the expense, right? And that's getting more realistic. Okay, right. because it's not realistic to assume that every expense you have is going up at the same exact rate of inflation. Um, now, if you really want to get into it, is is and Carrie, I, I don't know if you mentioned it. I know you mentioned it a lot of times on other shows. Is that why don't you forget about all these data points right. and calculate your personal rate? Right, of inflation? I didn't. Yeah, mention that early on. Is that because your buying habits are different? Right. Your personal preferences are different. Now, to do that, you need to get started because if you ha- if you don't have if you don't have a history of your spending, 
you can't you can't measure it. Right. So you have to get a history. You have to get in the cycle. Sometimes we call that the financial planning discipline or financial planning maintenance calendar, right? right? And so you could you could look and say, okay, you've got if you're tracking your expenses, and that's pretty easy to do with all the robots out there today, right? Um, so if you're tracking it, you could say, okay, how much did I spend on groceries in 2022 mm-hmm. versus how much did I spend it on 2023, and and you calculate your personal inflation rate um you know and and you can do that for all your expenses and also again maybe not using the same inflation for all your expenses for example we would typically use a higher rate of inflation for things like if you're saying saving for college education for children or grandchildren or health insurance Mm -hmm. premiums um just saw a client last week um he gave me his new pay stub um, his company health insurance premium up 11% for the Ooh. year. Okay. Um, now that doesn't mean also going to do that every year right, either because it, they hadn't raised it for him in a few years, but it's just that idea. So we typically, we would use higher inflation for certain expenses and we may use no inflation for certain expenses. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, Mark, that's not very conservative. And well, yeah, but you're forgetting my other parameter. Realistic. Right. I, I, Carrie, I got a fixed mortgage. Does that go up with inflation? No, it's a fixed mortgage. Okay. Um, you mentioned uh, discretionary spending earlier. Mm-hmm. Travel. Well, do you need to really build inflation on your travel? Some people do. Because like I said I earlier, and I said some people like going to certain places, certain resorts, certain they like when they do their vacation. So that's realistic. Someone like me. I know what my budget is, and if I can't stay within that budget, I'm not going to go. I'm going to find an alternative that's going to meet that budget, and everybody feels differently about that. Right. So, yeah, so you can – but that's the idea. So if you're building a plan R, we may say we're going to lay in higher inflation for the next – you guess – you say how many years? Next two years, three years, one year, whatever. And then maybe we scale it back down. To where our floor is, which may mm-hmm. be three and three and a half percent or four to five percent on health insurance or something like that. So that's one thing. The other one is the economic downturn. Um, so here's where you're saying, okay, um, uh, you know, I got a, I got a 50 50 portfolio mark. So 50% of my money is at risk in the market. Um, you know, if we have a major recession, it usually comes along with a, you know, 20% drop in the, in the market, a, 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 you know, a crash. All right. So, but I'm not a hundred percent in stock, so I don't, I'm not going to you know, assume 20% decline. Maybe if I'm 50%, so I'm going to assume a 10% decline. Okay. So when do you think that's going to happen this year? No, it's election year. I don't think it's going to happen this year or others. Yeah. I think it's going to happen mm-hmm. this year. Well, if you don't know, if you think it's going to happen this year or next year, that you think it's realistic that it's going to happen, You're, you believe the Cassandras, well, then, it, it, more conservative would be to book it this year. Right. If you want, you know, and, and that's a way of conservative, realistic, right? But in either case, you say, okay, I, I, I model in the drop in year one, and then in year two, maybe we're in the recovery period. Now, that's where a lot of people got fooled by the Rona recession in 2020 because that was a quick recovery. But that's what happens when the the government drops $6 trillion on everybody's laps to spend. Right. I don't think that's coming the next recession. No. Um, And so typically, 
uh, recessions could have a 12 to 18 month recovery. All right. So, so maybe the first year you mark the loss. Second year you say, okay, maybe I'm not going to get my 5% rate of return. Maybe I'm going to get zero. Maybe I'm going to get two, something like that. Then maybe the third year, yeah, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm back to maybe I'm not quite back to five, but I'm at three, maybe four. And then the four, and then you're back to five. Right. So you, you the downturn and the recovery. That along with higher inflation for longer, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Now let's see if that has a material negative effect on the longevity of your plan. And that's what I don't see a lot of Monte Carlo analysis doing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, I, 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 I it's, it's uh, what I, the, the problem I have with Monte Carlo analysis. And if you, if you don't know what that means, a lot of time, if you're working with a professional investment advisor, they might have run that for you. And you, it's probably in your sock drawer because they probably handed you back a 30 page report that they didn't really want to talk about it because they didn't really understand it. But it's just, it was a nice little thing to give you. Because what really what they want to do is just manage your stocks and mm-hmm. bonds and ETFs and mutual funds. They don't really care that much about getting into the the the, the year expenses mm-hmm. or or analyzing your taxes or some of the other things that you know we tend to say that's really more of a financial planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we don't buy stock. We don't make stock recommendations. Right. We, that's not what we do. Um, but we do build these models based on these uh, conservative realistic assumptions, and we're very active. We're saying, yeah, you, you know, we try to say, yeah, don't get into retirement ruts. You know, you know, it's not the idea of what you did last year in your financial planning is what you do this year, and it's what you're going to do for the next 20 to 30 years. You've got to be more active than that. Um, You've got to work with a very complicated tax code. Um, you've got to work with the, the risks that are out there. Um, and you've got to have a way of m- tracking your progress. So you know, if, if bad times do come, are you, is it going to derail your retirement plan? Or hopefully, no, you just make some adjustments to get back on track. Right. And that's a great example of what we do at the estate planning team and why you should give us a call and schedule a free consultation. We do those by phone or in person, you can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit us on our website, and you can contact for a free consultation there at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So, Carrie, it's also, you know, getting into March Madness, right? And, yeah. And, it's ta- and, and the tax chatter has been deafening. Okay. And normally I try not to talk about Taxes? March madness okay. un- or tax season until March. Right. It's happening a lot quicker. Okay. All right. Um and talk about headlines or shock lines. Uh here's just some of them, right? The tax season is upon us and it's gotten a little harder than last year. Hmm. Okay. Here's one. Average tax refunds lower this year. I saw that one. I saw that one in multiple trending stories. Tax refunds are down by 29%. Yep. Tax refunds are much smaller this year. Well, good, because you know what? I would say that people are paying, prepaying more, you know, keeping more of their dollars and paying less to the government. So do I need to talk about, uh, you know, TRD? TRD. That's my tax refund distortion. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could. Now, my kids, I filed already for my daughter online in one of those 
free software. Oh, did you do the free filing? I did. Oh, not through the IRS. I did it through one of. Well, okay. It was what because she has a W two. She has no deductions. It's right. simple, and she got a refund, which I okay. told her she needs to look at adjusting payrolls. But um, might as well file it now. Yeah, I did the free. I mean, it literally took me. Five minutes. I was doing other things while I did it. Right. So, and that's one of the things that there was, there, you know, there, there was, um, and, and, and there, there is, yeah, yeah, it, it's, here's the shock line there. Right. IRS tax move will save money for millions of Americans. Now, that sounds good, right? Where do I get mine, right? Right. But I, and, I, but it's tricky because it's not, it's, it's not saying the way they, do the wording. It's not saving they're saving millions of dollars no. for Americans. It says they're saving money for millions of Americans. Okay. So what you know what the story is? Well, is it the filing free fee? tax filing? Well, I was gonna say I use I did not use the IRS. I right. used the one of the professionals uh, to, if she had deductions, she would have had to pay some fee to do it. Um Okay. So it, it's just that idea. But it's been, and it's been free for her when I filed for her, by the way. I mean, if you have a W-2 and no deduction, no credits, chances right. are you probably could be filing for free. So I don't know. Yeah. And so how much money did that save? Well, you know, it, it depends. If you were if you're buying one of the robots for self-use, you know, at home. Right. You know, a TurboTax or something. Yeah. H&R Block has one. It's going to set you back 40 or 50 bucks. Okay. okay? Uh, if you're paying a professional, yeah, that's going to cost more. Right. But but the big the big story is th- this is the year that the Fed is is uh, you know testing their new f- free. And remember, I talked about this for years. Oh yeah. I saying the Congress has made the law so complex that it prevents compliance. Right. And, and, right. And, and I said there. And I said this years ago. They're going to have to offer free filings. Right. For people because. It, no, most Americans aren't even going to be able to know how to do it. And they're going to go pay someone to do it when no. it's a really simple filing. And I think the the online companies do a really good job to walk you through. Um, so, so, so their, their pilot program, they call it the direct file. Okay. And it's do being, you trust any government's pilot program? I know, like when they change. Well, fast that's their this, thing. The the study saying no one's going to trust them. I don't because, like, they, I don't know if you know. Or a side note that they changed fast for this year. It normally opened October first. I have a senior in high school and had to do it. Yeah. It didn't open. They had glitches and stuff till the end of December, and then every school said, "Oh, because we had problems, it was supposed to be simpler." Nobody's getting schools are getting it sent till mid to late March. Well, I remember the early <laughs> days of FAFSA where the government website would crash the first thirty seconds you were oh, in. Oh, gee, I was I was burning the midnight oil oh, see, trying but, to do it. By the time I came along, I thought FAFSA before was and now they redesigned it and it had nothing but problems. Um, anyway, so but the direct file pilot program isn't available in Ohio. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, they're so testing it in. They're testing in other states, and and they're trying to work out the quirks. You know who is who is event who who will eventually be allowed to use it. Um, you know, obviously, if you're simple W two, like you're saying for your daughter, you'll be able to use it. But what if you've got more complicated structures? Um, yeah, then that one for my son is because yeah. he has a mortgage and he does charitable. You know that that filing fee was only fifty bucks, <laughs> and, right? And they're saying that maybe you know even if you have unemployment compensation or like Social Security benefits right. 
or interest income less than like a certain dollar amount, like $1,500, then maybe you could use the direct file. So they're going to put all these parameters on it, right, to see it. But, you know, so we're seeing how, so hopefully that works because probably of the, you know, 150 million tax returns, individual tax returns being filed, whatever, probably a lot of them aren't that complicated and you don't need to pay a professional and you might not even have to buy a software program. You, You know, maybe the, now what you did was, well, there's also still the free right through, I believe, TurboTax, H&R Block had it. They dropped out. H&R Block, I did the free Well, no, the, the government's free oh, file. Yeah. Originally, you can, call, you can go to the government websites, and it's called the free file. That's what's in existence right now. Okay, yeah, I would. And at one time, TurboTax was one of the providers and H&R Block. They dropped out again because they're saying the compliance right. got so complicated right. they were losing money and, and all the theft that was going on I remember it was oh identity uh, theft, identity theft and, and all right. that and and all those problems and then the rona shutdown and then you know the, the, the all the all the the backlog at the IRS and it was just <laughs> nobody it, answering yeah so so the, right now TurboTax is having a big war with the government right because the government wasn't too happy when they backed out well. of, of the free file program but who is available for that so under for and so for this year or you know 2023 right. you know, tax filing. returns are filing um if if you're earning seventy nine thousand dollars or less, okay, you get it. Okay, and it's the same thing though. The problem is of, the, and they're saying that level of seventy nine thousand that represents about seventy percent of taxpayers. You know what percentage are using the free file? I would say less than five. Three. See, I don't trust them to do it. I'd rather use some other from even my. And TurboTax would much rather have you buy their program than use the free file. Right. And they're being sued by the government and they lost and it's a big case. But anyway, so, so, <laughs> but if it's, so that's, so that, but again, it, it, I'm not afraid of the free filing system. Mm. Um, I don't think so you're the robots. File on time this now, year? if, now again, <laughs> if you lie to the robots, right, they won't know, but the robots aren't, aren't going to cheat you. No. I'm okay with the, the, the robots as long as you're not lying to the robots. We'll talk more about March Madness, which is starting now in mid-February. All right. Take advantage of a free consultation and call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. week for more financial food for thought for more information about the show for estate planning or upcoming seminars call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 thanks for listening three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.